0: Slack guy. New podcast? Who this? Ha, <laughs> only joking. It's just me, it's your boy. Davey. Or Dave, whatever you want to call me. Um, and welcome to the podcast. Who knew that my previous podcast was part of the Brexit deal? That whenever that did go out of the EU, just guess what? No more weird podcasts, I had to move on and then something new. But guess what? It was, and here we are. Welcome to what is my renamed, rebranded, rebirthed podcast. This is the Sly Guy podcast with myself. Um, Hope everybody's well. Hope everyone has recovered from the bombshell that was the end of the weird podcast. I know a lot of people have been getting in touch off the back of last week's podcast. (laughs) Not very happy. They're like, Dave, seriously, why have you been in it? Why are you not doing a podcast? We love the podcast. We We need it. You know, and then very quickly, they saw, listen, I'm working on something. I have a little something, something up my sleeve, and this is what it is. And this will be my weekly podcast going forward for the foreseeable. Until Billie Eilish gets in touch and sues me for the blatant rip-off of her, of her song at the start there. Big shout-out to my boy Phil McEwen for putting that together for me. Very sexy, nice sound. Other than that, what's going to be different going forward is that hopefully it's going to be a more marketable, more sexy, more appealing podcast. Than my last one was because the art was crap on that, you know Um, The realisation came in whenever I got some some stuff made for the podcast And I just looked at it and went, nah, I wouldn't wear that myself So I'd assume other people wouldn't wear that Now I've got this sexy, slick logo I've got a sexy, slick theme song Content-wise, probably just the exact same So, here we are we're up. We're running. Feels a bit weird this week. Not only is it is it a new podcast, but also um I've basically finished my tour. I was doing my dad tour for what seems like an eternity, and I just wrapped it up. I just finished yesterday, and um, with my gig in the Limelight, which was honestly my favourite ever hour of stand up that I've done. It was a really really fun night for me, and just want to say. Thanks to everybody that came, really, really appreciate it. The feedback that I've been getting from people, send me messages saying they enjoyed it, even just chatting after the gig with people. You know, it makes you feel, hey, it's all worth it. You know, the whole uh, pestering people with being like, Oh my show's here, they get tickets there, full link get them, you know. That's a side of um of comedy I generally just don't really like so much, and I'm not great at it either, you know what I mean, I don't like doing it, um, obviously I know it's a necessary evil, I know it's something that I have to do, I have to accept that, but I, it's still, I mean, I think I've missed that boat of being a a guy who knows how to do all that, I think I'm slightly too old, you know, for all of that, so um, <clears throat> it's nice to be finished, and it's nice to have a successful Finish to the tour, so thanks to everybody who has got behind me, come to see the show. You know, said something positive about it. I really appreciate it, because to be fair, I did actually I had three gigs this week. Um, I know it said on a previous podcast that I was, uh, you know, having some time off, and it was nice to have some time off. It was good to recharge the batteries, you know, get the head in the right zone for you know coming back and doing new stuff, and it was nice I feel rested. But this week, I'm back to being the busiest man in the world. I had uh, Pugs Comedy Club back uh, this Thursday, which was great. Um, It was the launch night of the sort of the rebrand. You know, that's what 2020 has been all about for me so far, rebranding, you know. Um, And I just feel like I need to come clean to people too. Dave Elliott, (coughs) pardon me, is actually my stage name. My real name is David. (laughs) Well, a lot of people reaching for Belfast Live's direct line phone number there to be guys have a scoop. Dave Elliott's real name's David. Well, it is that is true. So, like that, Pugs Comedy Club is now in existence instead of Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. The Sly Guy podcast is now in existence instead of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, which, hey, was just a mouthful to say, you know. What's your podcast name? What's well, it's called Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. All right, okay, I must remember that to look it up. Nah. Harder to do, and I sort of feel too, You know, going forward, we need to make things look a wee bit sexier. We need to get it out there and get it at things. You know, the good news is the RSS feed is the same. Nerd alert, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's like where you link up the podcast to, like, providers, like Apple Music or Spotify and things like that. So whenever you've rated and reviewed my previous podcast, they'll all stay. Because, look, other than this looking sexier... It's going to be the same kind of content. It's just going to be me talking about stupid things, being sly about people and having a fun time. So, you know, don't worry too much. If if my podcast is a weekly staple for you, don't worry, it's still going to be here. And as per, I'm going to be Mr. Consistent every week. It's going to be there. So enjoy it. Drink it in, you know. And I tell you, this week's been a great week. I feel like I'm back being a real stand-up boy again. You know, before I was just this little this little wooden boy, you know, this little boy with wood and strings, you know. I sort of felt very Pinocchio, whereas now I'm feeling, yeah, like I'm a real boy again. I had Pugs on Thursday, which was amazing. As I said, it got relaunched. The place looked great. It was packed. The actual people that were in there were comedy people. Like, that's one thing that I found a bit difficult in running a comedy club is... Rather than just being told by the bar, right, run the comedy club, it's like, right, there's PR people. They want to do certain things. They want influencers involved. They want all this stuff to push it, which I get. That makes sense. But for me, as a comedy club promoter, I want comedy fans at gigs. You know, I want people that understand stand-up. I want people that know what to expect for a night. I want people that actually come to places to watch stand-up. You know, I don't want people... Coming to take selfies and be like hashtag in this you know, fuck that. They have no interest in what we're actually trying to do. So that's what I want to see. And that's what that crowd was on Thursday. It was people who knew what stand-up was, who came to see comedy and enjoyed it. Now, that being said, if you've never been to a live gig before, but you like podcasts and you like this kind of stuff, still come. You'll get the bug. Um and that crowd on Thursday and Pugs was as good an audience as I've ever had in there. You know, the night itself I actually said it was the best night, I think on the whole, that we've had in Pugs in terms of the audience were up for it, the acts, everybody killed. You know, it was a great night. We had, on the bill, it was Mickey Bartlett headlining, had Leona McDonough doing support, and then just the ad into the mix as well. We had Karen Bartlett and Aaron Butler. You know, it was great. Then myself, I was sort of hosting. Again, it was nice for me to be sort of working out some new material because... I say, I'm coming to the end of this tour. The dad show's soon going to be in the can. It's soon going to be just done. So I need to look at doing new material, which um is a little bit daunting to some extent because I feel like I've got this tour show finally figured out. Now, I did the show again on Friday in Bogans in Oma, and that had been the first time I'd done the R in a good bit. So the last time I had done that was my London show, which is like the 18th of December. So I hadn't actually done... The are in that time, I hadn't actually done stand up until pugs the night before, so it was a bit, um, a bit daunting to be totally honest with you. Um, I just didn't have much time to prepare for the Oma show, I still hadn't figured out the ending, and there was this other bit that I left out, so I was a wee bit like annoyed. Oma, now I must admit, was lovely. The people that turned up were a really lovely bunch. I love. Doing stand up in Oma. I love Bogan's as a bar. If you're an Oma person, you know, it's, it's a great spot. You know, if you've not been before, go and, go and check out Bogan's. It's a great spot. The staff there, the organization of everything there was just top class. The the promotion, you know, they were all over social media, huh? like just sharing stuff and really amping it up for me. And it was great. You know, it was really, really great. Um way to be treated, basically, so, you know, next time that I'd go to Oma to do a show, 100%, I'll be back in Bogans, because I absolutely loved my time there, and, you know, that was good, the only thing was, because Oma's a couple of hours away from where I am, I had to finish work, had to come home, see the her indoors and in the, in the chill, and then just pack up, head up to Oma, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of time to prepare, so, I kind of, I sort of, I don't want to say I know the show inside out, because I don't, like, if it didn't have, um, like, again, people are like, what do you, ha- what do you have on stage to remember that, like, I don't have, um, like, bits written out, per se, I just have a t- the title, if you know what I mean, so I just have the title of each kind of segment of the show, and the show kind of now fits into, like, 24 segments, so I have, like, just 24 headlines, basically, and I see the headline, and just kind of know where I'm at, again, I don't, have to really check it. I kind of know now where it splits into. So there's 24 segments split over four um, sections, really. And, and you know, as long as I have that there, just as kind of like a, you know, keep me comfortable thing, that's me happy. Like normally if I'm doing shorter sets, I just write a few buzzwords on my hand, you know, whereas when you're doing the whole hours, it's nicer to have something there. So with Oma, I sort of, I didn't really get to check that all that much. And, and it was grand, you know, it just felt like, a lot of my stuff, like the show starts really well, you know. It just needs to end on a big laugh, and I and I figured that out for Oma, and I changed that for the Belfast show. Took a couple of bits out that I did in Oma that I felt weren't really relevant to the show, so chopped those out for Belfast on Saturday. And honest to God, Belfast and Limelight, that was that was just my favorite ever gig. You know, obviously. You can, here's the thing, right, you can do shorter sets, you can do like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you just have absolute bomb after bomb, bang, bang, bang into that set. You go on, you kill, you leave, you think, I'm the boss dog here, right? But to sustain that over the hour is very difficult. You know, there's going to be peaks and troughs. You need to kind of be able to know, you know, that whenever you're going into bit that maybe isn't your strongest bit, that you know you can come back out of that it's kind of like swimming you know what I mean you can be dumped into the water and you gotta just trust in the process you know you gotta just not be flipping your legs and your arms or you're gonna drown you just need to be like in the moment enjoy it you know not that I'm saying people enjoy being in water when they're drowning but when, when you're in that scenario you need to enjoy the moment and know yourself that listen you're coming back with an absolute banger here afterwards you know take them on the journey through your story and then hit them with your punchline bish bash bosh And on Saturday, that went, you know, well. Because, again, some of the things that will annoy me big time about stand-up is if I forget something. Like, an audience might not always say it, but if I forget a bit myself, I just get so angry. I'm like, you fucking moron. Like that's And it's just not professional in my head. So that does annoy me a bit. But Saturday, I remembered everything. I hit all my bits. I enjoyed it. Um, And I was delighted to be done. You know, it's sort of a strange moment because like I think leading up to Saturday I was like right once I'm done, happy days, relax, you know, chill out, probably have a load of beers and just fucking get on it. But um I'm actually I changed a bit as a person this week and I had a bit of an epiphany when I was um in Tesco's on Thursday night, actually on the way home from Pugs. I had a great night there, really enjoyed it. Headed home, was like right, I need to I need to get some healthy food here on my way home otherwise, you know, I'm not sticking to my diet. I'll eat a bit of shit probably on, on Friday. So I called into Tesco's, got myself some bits and bobs to, you know, eat and be healthy during the during the, the next day. And while I was there I was just having me dander through and I just happened to go into the clothes section. And you know when you just see something and you just know that's for me. That happened to me in the Tesco's clothes section at about half twelve at night. When I just saw this like beautiful pair of size twelve slippers, I'm glad I said slippers there. You're probably a beautiful pair of size twelve high waisted leather look jeans, you know. And that would you know I mean I could be I could get into that, but I'm I'm not. But I saw these slippers, and and my first thought was, <laughs> I could really enjoy Sunday in those. You know, like, what a weird guy. I'd look at that and go, I'd really enjoy Sunday. I'm like, what's the significance of Sunday? Just the day that I finish my show. So I'll be doing no prep. I won't be stressed out. I'll just be relaxing with my feet up and my slippers on. And that's when I realised I'm old. Like, when I do gigs before, I'd be like, right, what I do here? Go and do the gig. Then again, absolutely smashed afterwards on a little bit of the bubbly and some other stuff, you know. Whereas with Saturday, I just had such a like a, a run of, of like energy sapping gigs, you know, not in a bad way, like you do pugs, I was amped up, I was like dropping new bits, loving it, great time, again up late, then up early in the morning, same with Oma, on Friday, straight up there, no I didn't get back from Oma until um, two in the morning, so that's when I got into bed, quarter past two when I checked my phone and I plugged it in, and then I was fine. But Catherine, my wife, she was working the next day at 7 in the morning. So she's up at like fucking half 4 whatever shit it is. The time she needs to get up and do all her makeup and hair and all. Because that's what they're like, yeah. So whenever she left the house at quarter past 6. I mean, she denies it. But I think she intentionally woke Holly just for badness. So Holly was just up at a quarter past 6. Ready for the day. With me with like 3 hours, 45 minutes sleep. And I mean... That would have been fine on a normal Saturday, but when you're literally about to embark on what is your biggest solo show to date, not ideal, you know, not ideal. And in the same sort of breath, another thing not ideal is whenever your auntie is coming over from from London where she lives to see you and she's never been to your house before so your mum being your mum,'s like here you let's come around and have a tour of David's house and like, as much as it's nice to see my auntie it would have been also nice for her to just come around and have a cup of tea and a chat not to do the full tour of the house you know so you don't have to flip and get the, the downstairs hoover out and then have to fucking get the upstairs hoover out and hoover both floors see why you guys are thinking fuck does this guy have two hoovers for each floor in his house yeah I do because that's what ballers do you know what I mean rather than having to haul the one hoover up the seven flights of marble um, spiral staircase, you know, it's better to just have to have two hoovers, but, um, you know, sort of fit a lot in, and this whole time I'm thinking to myself, I also need to go over my material and listen to my setback that I recorded in OMA to see, you know, which bits hit, which bits didn't, what to take out, what to put in, and, yeah, I was stressing out a bit, but... As luck would have it, my mum was was being a bit sound that day, and she was like, "Here, do you want me to take Holly out with us? We're going up to Belfast to do a wee bit of to do a wee bit of shopping here. And if you want, they'll take Holly with you. So we'll spare you for a couple of hours." And I just, I genuinely, in that moment, wanted to cry and say yes, thank you. So she took her away for a bit. I should have probably gone for a nap. Let's let's face it, I should have done, but I didn't. I just started working on the show for Saturday, and it didn't take a long time, like, it didn't take, like, the beginning of a plan, you know, where you're, like, working out your bits, kind of like where I'm at now, with what's going to be going forward, but it was enough to just make a couple of changes, move a few bits around, and then put a big closer on, and, you know, paid off, and I was really delighted, but then as soon as I was done, rather than being like, right, I don't want to get pissed, I was like, I'm just tired. You know, so after the gig finished, I had um, a, a bit of chat with some people. Um, I'll tell you what was weird though, first, right? This is the gig on Saturday at Limelight, right? Um, it was quite weird because the way the Limelight 2 set up from the, the dressing room, you go down in a lift, then you kind of like walk through um, Limelight 1 right through, and then you go, like, through Limelight 2, and then through the curtain and up toward the stage, right? So I was walking down with Catherine, Jordan Robinson was there, Aaron Butler was there, um, myself, and then, like, one of the guys from, from Shine. So I was heading on down to go through, and then when you're going from Limelight, or through Katie Daly's into Limelight 2, like, I was walking down like like I had an entourage, you know, like Kevin Hart, two bottles of water in my hand and a towel, ready to go, business time. The bouncer was like, do you have your strap? I was like, what? They you see two of your strap on? And I was like, nah, me left that at home. He's going, he's my dick tonight. He's like, no, you can't get in here. I was like, mate, my face is on posters here. Like, I'm doing a show. Like," and he's like, all oh, right, sorry about that, mate. And then, like, that sort of was made me go, fuck's sake. You know, put me, put me off my, my focus a little bit. But still went on. Aaron brought me on. And boom, straight into showtime. The nerves you get before a gig aren't... <clears throat> they're not great, you know, I think now I'm kind of used to it, I get you, I get that little buzz, you know, I get that little bit of, mm, let's fucking do this, and I like it, and I, I get nervous up until I set my stuff down, so like if I have my towel and my water bottles, once I set them down, and I get the microphone in my hand, and I move the mic stand, and I'll just look about, that's me like, right, party time, you know, let's just do the fun, and it was great, you know, that was fine, it did the show, really enjoyed it, thought the audience were brilliant, if you guys are listeners, thanks again for coming, I love you guys and it was just a really fun time, so i grand, whenever I'm done, I was like right, need to go, straight away, out the back, put a bit of deodorant on, change, come back down, you know, get photos of people or whatever, have a beer, you know, be a man of the people because that's what I'm like, so I just thought right, I'll sprint around the back, get sorted, then come back down again. As I head out, right, the same bouncers like, do your do your strap, and I was like, mate, I'm lit. I l- literally could see your big fucking gormless mug standing at the back through the set watching me. I've just come down off the stage, I've just done a show, can I just get into the fucking dressing room? He's like, oh, I saw you were. I'm like, mate, are you that unattentive that you were like looking? Like, it's not like I'm a small. Normal looking dude, you know. He's staring at me. Do oh, you have your strap? No, mate. I don't want. I don't want to wear an admitting strap to a gig that I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to wear like a t- It just doesn't fit with what um my stage craft is. You know. So, guys, nearly not letting me in the my own gig. Big goat. But I mean, suppose fair play to him. Like he's a job to do, and you just gotta tip your hat to him and say, in some respects. He must have been trying to do the job to the best of his ability, um, albeit that's, that's limited and for sure sack him or at least banish him from any gig that I ever do um, again, please. That be, would be perfect. But anyway, it's a relaunch tonight. It's a rebranding, a renaming of the podcast. And with that, I'm delighted to say we've got a sponsor. The Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are a little independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers, brewed and canned in Hollywood, County Down. Not Big Shot Hollywood, the Hollywood with one L. And to celebrate our collaboration, we've got a competition. Now, we did chat over between the two of us as to what this could be, and I, of course, suggested, guys, listen, I know what my listeners like. I think what you should do is stump up some dough and pay for an all-inclusive trip to the Maldives for one lucky listener and a partner of their choosing, of course. Um, But Modest said, nah, that's not really very modest or in line with what what we're all about. So what they suggested instead of the all-inclusive trip to the Maldives was uh, a mixed six-pack of beer, which, you know, that's fair. I'm happy enough to go with that. So all you need to do uh, to be in with a chance to win this is to follow Modest on Instagram or Twitter and then just slide into their DMs with the message, Modest is Sly. And that will then put you into a draw. They'll draw that out. There'll be a lucky winner. I'll announce the winner on next week's podcast. If you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at, believe it or not, Modest Beer. So that's not at, believe it or not, Modest Beer. That's at modest beer or visit their website www.modestbeer.co.uk and then you'll find out their nearest stockist so guys get on to that follow modest big shout out to them for supporting the podcast and also if you're listening to this podcast on a monday or even a tuesday what you could do is go and support the modest guys by going to their banger beer club that they're hosting at the salty dog in my hometown of banger that's on tuesday the fourth of february which is hosted by Modest Beer, starts from half seven and carries on just until you, as long as you want. You know, you're going to go down there, try some of their products, have a nice time, drink some beer, meet some like-minded people and have a good time. What's not to love? You know, get down and check that out. And hey, guess what? I may be there as well. So, you know, you might get to see me drinking some tasty beers too. And then you could probably come up to me and buy me shouldn't be drinking on, on a Tuesday because you're on a diet. And I'll go, ah, yeah, probably should do that, you know. Anyhow, there's lots of listeners' questions this week, so rather than, than you know going too much into anything at the minute, I'm just going to sort of fly into these listeners' questions, give them a bit of time, and let you guys go. Let you digest what is the first episode of the podcast. Again, just before I get into it, I want to say, whenever I had the previous podcast, we kind of had little segments, the old time, with bits of people we're looking forward hearing so what I'm what I'm thinking of doing is maybe coming up with some segments that might work for this podcast you know maybe you sent me some people you want me to give honest opinions about maybe be sly about you know maybe people are wearing some fashion you think's a little bit questionable you know maybe people have come out and said some things in the press that you might be like oh what's your view on that and I can just be sly about them you know come at me let me know what what you want to hear because again this podcast is only going to go As far as you guys want it So whatever you want out of it Let me know And then I can try to provide you with content That fits those needs How's that sound? I'll help you to help me Won't I? And obviously of course with that I still want you to share the podcast Whether it be on Instagram stories Retweeting on Twitter Whatever Even at the same time You know giving a wee rate And review of the podcast Um, I'd really appreciate it And try and keep growing this baby Now they've got this slick looking new logo and design and stuff we can start cracking on with the merch you know that's another thing we could start look at so you can support the podcast by wearing the gear We've got a meeting with uh, a supplier this week and you know maybe that's gonna go transfer over to the boy time podcast as well so you know there could be a bit of a, a two for one thing going on there in terms of of new sexy merch coming your way and um, listeners questions kieran bartlett my friend my amigo my hombre up comedian writer, all-around great guy, coffee drinker, Kieran Bartlett, I said, what did you make of Pugs the other night? like um, no, Kieran, you were there, and you got on, and you did a wee sneaky five minutes, and listen, mate, you destroyed the place. So I know what you want to do is, uh, you want me to come out and say, listen, the guy absolutely killed it, he was great, you know. He blew the roof of the place, he had some very funny new material, it made me almost cry, laughing at one, at one point, but listen... I don't want to play the guy's ego, so I'm not going to say. That. I don't want to say says Pugs was excellent, um, and with that, we're back again the 13th of February. So hey, it's the night before Valentine's Day. You don't want to be going out on a Friday night on the 14th of February, where all the fucking sucky guys are are out trying to you know show the, the, their girlfriend that they really love them, and they could you know just be good to them throughout the whole year without taking them for a deer steak and then just you know sticking a few f- fingers up there. You know that's. Um, not what's all about. Fuck that. If you want to show real romance, what you should do is come to Pugs Comedy Club on the thirteenth, where you get to see Tim McGarry <laughs> is gonna say da for getting my headpiece. But that's probably disrespectful to call him that first. You know what I mean? That's romantic. What's more romantic than saying da on a Thursday night? You know, and then the support is coming from Aaron Butler at that as well, who was support for most of my tour. Uh, on that note, actually, I just want to say a big thanks to Aaron and also to James McEgney who have done support for me uh, over the the tour and they've both been absolutely fucking brilliant both of them um, are going to probably be big headliners soon so you know support those guys follow them and see what they're up to you know because I both think that both of them are just really funny talented guys with a load of potential so check them out and, you know, also they are not official sponsors of the podcast, but they both gave me brown envelopes to say that. So, you know, do do check them out. They're, they're both great guys and very funny. Um, Darren Matthews has said, any ideas for the next show now you're finishing up with Dad? Um, to be honest with you, mate, uh, I'm having a, a set show in mind yet. I have lots of new material that I've started writing. I'm trying to form it together. I don't think it'll be... Um, as, say, structured as the dad show was because, I mean, that's the first time I've become a dad and I have, you know, all that experience to talk about whereas I think this time around it'll probably just be a bit more general stand-up, you know so we'll have to decide what to call it along the way but as per I, I'll put a lot of thought into it I won't just throw us a fucking shitty wee poster together there'll be some sort of pun in the title there'll be some sort of funny artwork there'll be something sweet to look forward to but already the new material I've started writing is making me excited. I'm I'm like, I'm excited to tell people because I think it's funny. So hopefully it'll just be a matter of time before I get out there with some new stuff. Violin Mick has said, what are your top three favorite Shaggy songs? I mean, assuming he means the artist Shaggy and not what are my top three um, shagging songs. Um, songs that I like to make love to. I mean, if I we were to answer my top three favorite shagging songs, um, they would probably be, you know, something, something hard. Probably, you know, "Wait and Bleed" by slip. Not A lot of double pedal there. You know, follow your hip motion in time to the beat. You know, it's kind of that. Um, "We Will Rock use another one that's good. Thrust emotions. Just. Uh, and thirdly, the Firestarter but The Prodigy's also another one. Um, but in terms of Shaggy, the top three would probably be first off would be Angel. You my angel. You my darling angel. Shaggy. Yeah, I like that. I also like It Wasn't Me, of course, because not 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 so much that it's a fantastic song, which it is, it's more so the fact that, you know, he explains that he's fully having sex with his next door neighbour like, on his floor in his bathroom when his girlfriend walks in and actually sees it, then, like, her she's there in the moment seeing and probably smelling what's going on between him and his next-door neighbour, and then he just proceeds to turn around and say to her face, "Was me, you know? Which, you know, you got to admire the brass neck on the fella, you know, that he can just turn around and be like, he literally balls deep going, hey, this isn't me. <laughs> what you're saying here... Hey, it's not a real thing. And you know, I don't know how it worked out there, but I like I like the idea behind it. And then thirdly, um probably Julie. And I'm a lover, truly. Yeah. From the hood and some of ghoulies. Well man, you turn me on with your big Babylon's bow. You know, obviously Bombastic's a good song, but I like me Julie because it's got Ali G in it. You know, so that probably be my top three favourite shugger, And um, Bapper has said, what's the slyest thing you've ever done? And he said, I once bought my nephew a new PS4, but opened it and swapped it for the one that I've had for a year. <laughs> I mean, you know what, that is pretty sly, but also, you know, you're still giving your nephew a PS4, like so, or PS2, sorry. Um, but I mean, you're still giving your, your nephew a PS2, so... You know, you should be grateful. You know, it's one of those things. Um, but the slyest thing I've ever done, if we're, if we're going along the lines of that, of buying someone something and, and mugging them off, the truth of the matter is, back in the day when CDs were popping off, I knew for a fact Santa Claus was coming in strong with a Sugar Babe CD for my sister. It just so happened I wanted the same Sugar Babe CD uh, for my car. So I went to um, HMV and bought the Sugar Babes album and the guy was like do you want a receipt? and I went no and the reason I said no was because I couldn't return it and then when I gave it to my sister she'd be like oh I've already got one and I'd be like oh no I'll just take that then so I just got the Sugar Babes CD to listen to in my car and you know it looked like an honest mistake when really it was just selfish me buying a sugar babe CD for myself, you know it's fairly sly, but it's got that song, you know. People are all the same, but you only get judged by what you do. Personality reflex name, and I just listen to that while I'm cruising along. People are probably on the outside see me going by, rocking my head, being like, "Guys, listening to Doctor Dre, nah, brother, sugar babes," but. It was a good CD. Vittorio Angeloni has said, "Sounds like a rivalry to me," and he's posted a picture of his podcast, which is called the Good Guy Podcast. Um, you know, I mean, listen, I didn't know that was a podcast he did. I thought he did a podcast called the Number Forty Two, which was actually so called because that was the record number of listens that he had in the podcast it was forty two people, and imagine some of them were himself back on a few occasions so um yeah I didn't realise that but it's different you know um, I am a sly guy you're not a good guy you're a bad guy um, but yeah if, if you want check out his podcast he is in the mafia um, and to be fair he is a funny guy I do like him but he is in the mafia and he is living in London because there's a head out on him in Sicily so that's what he's doing there but I mean th- there's no rivalry, you know what I mean? A rising tide lifts all ships, my friend. And I'm sure the exposure that you'll get on this podcast will help you increase your viewership from forty two upwards. And hopefully the Good Guy podcast does attract more listeners than the number forty two that you did, because, you know, we all support each other in this world, my friend. But if you want a, if you want rivalry, you know, as long as you don't bring guns in, in it, I'm happy. Wilson Davidson has said is the sly guy watching the Super Bowl tonight or at least using it as an excuse for a Monday off work um, listen first and foremost a lot of people refer to me as the N.I. Rock because I take no days off I get no sleep I'm stressed out I'm big and pumped and I'm bald so um, am I going to take days off nah I'm going to watch the Super Bowl nah why because I just don't really like American football I never watch it I don't get it so I'm not gonna be watching it. Um, I mean, I probably over the years gone by, I would stay up to watch the old WrestleMania, but that's about it. Um, other than like boxing, you know. But the event wise, now nah, I'll not be staying up. But what I will say is, I think that the other team than the San Francisco team will win, and I'm gonna bet on it just because of a hunch. You know, because that's how you bet sensibly. If you just have a feeling, stick money on it. You know. Bet your entire account, put all your bank money into the and bet it, you know, on the hunch, whoever it is the San Francisco 69ers are playing or fighting or whatever, you know, putting the opposite team because I have a hunch. Um, And I mean, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to the Tenderloin District and I can tell you they're probably, to be called 69ers is, is appropriate, I would say, you know, even if they're called the 49ers, who cares, but... Yeah, that's it. Oh, speaking of fucking Sicily and people that are wanted by the mafia, my man, Nathan Concilia, is back. Yeah, I thought you would have been there to ask a few questions in the weeks going by, my friend. You know, seeing out, seeing that the weird podcast now swimming with the fishes, I thought you might, you know, want to say bye, but that shows me the kind of guy you are. Let me see what you've got to say. Sucker, hi, Dave. It's been a while since I was uh, on some... I oh, know, sorry, I thought you meant drugs Hi um, Slat Dave, it's been a while since I've been on um, I was on some family business back in Sicilia If you feel me, oh I feel you, I get you Anyway, if you had to choose what new sports would you add to the Olympics um, Also, I know I'm late to the party But Chili's is my shout out for Banger's Best Pizza Well I mean, I'm open to trying that first of all But if I had to add new sports to the Olympics, what would I add? Mmm feel like a good sport that wasn't that isn't in the Olympics would be kabaddi, which is like that like Indian loincloth wrestling thing. That's a pretty dope game. I get kabaddi in there. I'd also maybe throw King of the Castle in there, which was a game that I played when I was in school where basically um a PE teacher had no plan for an R's PE class because he was too busy just, you know, ordering new cars and stuff with the school of money. And um, he was basically all right, what are you gonna do? There's a circle in the middle of the hall. There's two semicircles on the opposite ends. Two teams will start in opposing semicircles. Just no holes barred. You need to bring the other team members into either the, the circle in the middle, which is the shark pit obviously, or drag them into your own semicircle to win. And then basically no rules Punching's allowed, kicking's allowed, submissions are allowed um, And it was just great fun Very violent, very painful Probably severe injuries caused uh, In that one RPE Than any probably rugby training Over the course of my entire time in school But it was very good It was one of those ones where boys Just get into boys, and beat boys and be boys You know, not be boys That like spin around in cardboard boxes and shit But just, you know, boys that beat boys It was a good time So, yeah, kabaddi and King of the Castle would be my two sports I would like to see in the Olympics. If any of you guys have any weird sports or games that you've made up, let me know. The weirder, the better. You know, I want to hear the sort of strange, innovative games. Because, listen, I'm a kind of competitive guy. I want to try and play new games. I want to be inventive. I want to be ahead of the curve. and, And, ultimately, I'd like to be an Olympian. So, you know, if we can get them onto the agenda we'll do it Owen Austin has said I think you should get general punters on the podcast and have a bit of crack i.e. me and also hope the show went well last night rage and I didn't get down if it was anything like you supporting Mickey at the Ulster Hall it would have been sweet Yeah, well, here's the thing guys first and foremost I did support Mickey at the Ulster Hall did it kill? yes it did but here's the thing there's me putting on my own show big show for me come see me Owen you know you're a fan of the podcast Buy a ticket, my friend. Come and see it. And I want all my listeners come to the next show. We'll do that. We'll have a good time. But in terms of having general punters in the podcast I have a bit of crack, um, hundred percent no. <laughs> First and foremost, that's ludicrous because hey, I record this in my house. So some of you guys, as much as I love you, may want to kill me. You know, you may come in. It may be kind of like that whole thing. You know, where like um, John Lennon just popped down to the shops to get some tea bags, and bam, someone shot him. You know, it could... uh, And if I just bring you to my own house, there's no telling what you'd do. Um, But maybe what you should do, I think there should be some kind of, like, some kind of, like, strange, like, little... I want you guys to come together and form some sort of subculture where you guys all hang out together, just podcast listeners. (laughs) You know, use my podcast as some kind of... you know, like, I don't want to say social media thing, but, like, some sort of dating hookup site where just people, not not the fuck, like, you can do that if you want, if you're adults, and both these consent, but what I'm saying is, if you just wanted, like, you know, go and like, sit in a coffee shop and talk about me, feel free to do that. What I'm saying is, no, you're not coming to my house, but, you know, by all means, you guys, do your own podcasts and, 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 and bond, because I feel like there are people, there are recurring characters that ask questions every week that kind of become a bit... Of your own life, so come on, and that's it, you know. I'll be grand. Um, Leanne said, Not a question, just wanted to say you were great on Friday night. Noma, Um, just want to say, Leanne, first and foremost, Um, you know, I hope you were uh, at the show and not just alluding to something else, you know. But, um, I was want to say thank you, Um, I enjoyed Oma on Friday again probably just in my own head a little bit that I forgot a couple of bits and I was a bit annoyed at myself but look, you get over that, we're fine and thank you for coming and thank you for supporting me I appreciate it Andrew Campbell has said your recent story on Boytown about standing in dog shit made me ponder who lifts guide dog shit any thoughts? Um, I mean, what I'm going to say is those babies are self-sufficient you know, so they, they guide the humans they take the humans places and they guide dogs then in turn pick up their own shit. I bet you didn't know that. Like that's you know the way you see those like those big dogs, like Beethoven guys, you like live in the Swiss Alps. They just have that little barrel around their chest just full of that sweet cognac. Um what the, the guy dogs have as well as that very vibrant um neon coat that they wear is also little little shit bags under their um under their collars and little shit bags. Sounds like a SoundCloud rapper. doesn't Yo, little shit bags. Um but I would say that, yeah, it's the blind dogs. The guide dogs, not the blind dogs, because a blind dog for a blind person would be a, a really questionable choice, you know? So, um, yeah, I would say the dogs themselves do that. Cameron Reed has said, have you been watching The Outsider on Sky? Very interesting storyline. Um, I haven't been watching The Outsider on Sky. I actually don't know what The Outsider is, but what I will do is um, go on to the internet here and have we nosy. um and see what it is um i mean I like to look at that cast for a start and uh, let's see it's a mini series the outsider um it's a, dra- a crime drama uh, where are we at oh, It doesn't even have a fucking tag like i uh, see wikipedia oh here we are the outsider is an american drama miniseries based on a novel of the same name by stephen king Again, have a premise, let me know what it's about, but I haven't seen it, Um, would you recommend it, would you say it's something worth checking out, obviously going on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 77% approval rating, which isn't bad, you know it's not one of the highest we've seen, but it's not bad, I'll definitely check that out, if you're saying to me, straightforward here Cameron, it's worth watching, I'll watch it, John Joe Flood has said, gotta get me some of that sweet first podcast vibes, question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hungover are you after last night, Um. You know, old me would have been 10 out of 10, but new me, not so much. Genuinely, what I had to drink after the show last night was two bottles of Tiger beer and then a pint of Staropramin. So I just had three beers, and that was it. But I think I probably was more hungover for the fact that I was just absolutely knackered than anything else today. But, you know, it wasn't too bad. And, like, to be honest with you, mate, whenever I drink, I get real bad hangovers. Like, they they last, like you know, three to four days at a time and that's not ideal, you know, especially now that I'm I'm so fucking focused in the new year, I'm pumped and ready to try and move on with things and take it up a level so I couldn't really afford to have a hangover and I've also a two year old which doesn't lend itself to being conducive to dealing with a hangover um, Giles Strutt has said, hello big Davey <laughs> um, I must say I was a bit shocked when I heard that the weird podcast was finishing up but my faith has been restored in this new and improved show. I mean, I appreciate that you say that, having not listened to it. This could just be a shit episode. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully people enjoyed it. But I feel like we'll get into the rhythm in the next couple of weeks. Anyway, but my question is, besides butter, what's your favorite spread on a slice of toast? Cheers. Mm. Well, butter is everything. Butter is the base level on everything. You know what I mean? Butter is the Butter is the key to life. Butter is uh, a food source, it's a lubricant, it's something you can bath in, it's just it's just brilliant. Um, but other than butter, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, I'm a peanut butter fan, I like a bit of peanut butter, but I won't just have straight up peanut butter, because I end up being like a donkey just slapping my tongue in the roof of my mouth, um, so you need a bit of wetness on there, so as well as that, I may chop a banana on it, so a bit of toast, peanut butter, banana chopped up, and then if you want to be really opulent, a little drizzle of honey, a bit of glaze on top of that. Um... But I mean, I'll eat jam as well, I'm a jam man, and I'll have marmalade too, but again, you got to try and have butter on that first, to be fair, like I wouldn't just have a bear, but again, you do what you can. Chris Henning has said, Hi Dave, seeing as you've changed the name of the podcast, I was wondering how many sly things have you done this week? You know what? Because this is the first podcast, I haven't really been paying attention to what's sly and what's not sly. So now that I'm moving forward, I'm going to keep an eye out for that. And if I do something sly, I'll write it down and tell you about it. But this week, I feel like I've just been, you know, kind of a, a kind of an absent uh, husband and and uh, and father. That's pretty sly, you know, in terms of my time. Obviously, um, I'm handsomely paid for being a, a very funny person, but. It still is important to be here with your family, you know, and being out most nights. Um, it's probably pretty sly. But I always do sly things to my daughter every single day. What I do to her is sly more often than not. Take things off her that she doesn't, that she shouldn't have, you know, like knives. I mean, don't know why she's juggling knives at two years old, but she does it. But I'm I'm regularly sly to her. I often try to teach her lessons. But hey, being sly, you know, it's kind of the go-to for me. You know, if she'd be like, I'm done eating my food. I'm like, literally, you've had a spoonful of it. She'll go, no, I'm done, I'm done. And then I'll go, are you sure you're done? And she'll go, yes. And then I'll open the bin and I'll be like, are you sure you're done? And she'll go, yes. Then I'll scrape the stuff in the bin. Then she'll hysterically cry. I'll be like, i oh, not finished, not finished. And then I have to be like, listen, life is not always sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes, my dear, there's clouds, heavy clouds, heavy clouds called daddy. They'll piss on you. So, you know, you need to learn that. You need to be more straightforward with your communication and let me know. If you're going to say, hey, dad, I don't want any dinner Throw it in the bin, and then I throw it in the bin and you cry, you need to fucking sort your life out, you know what I mean? Um, Mark Curragh said Hi Dave, quick question about your ending Of the weird podcast Although you were covering James Blunt It sounded like the Pet Shop Boys Was this intended? Good luck with the rebrand No, I mean I was trying to do a full James Blunt You know Goodbye my lover Goodbye my friend Uh, That's a bit Goodbye my lover, goodbye my friend That's a bit more Pet Shop Boys isn't it You have been the one for me Um But, yeah, I'll take take note on that, Mark, and and do a better blunt next time, you know. With a semi by the sea. Terrible. Helen, old H star herself, has said, whoa, loving the new Sly Guy logo. Bit sad, there's no more weirdos. Hope uh, last night's line-like gig went well. Couldn't make it as having three kids means, (laughs) hey, no one wants to babysit anymore. Hey, I'm going to say, Helen, what you need to do is just be less affectionate towards your partner for a start, you know. Get him to get on that bus to Dublin and get the old boots hung up, if you know what I mean. By boots hung up, I mean get his balls cut off, giving him a vasectomy um, and come to my show. But imagine having Holly times three crying for a narwhal. Now I wouldn't like that. Anyhow, how is the Sly Podcast doing or going to differ from the old weird one? Um, well, I mean, it's just going to be similar content, you know. It's going to be better, slicker, easier to, to sort of market and get out there. And there's going to be some hopefully new segments that you guys are going to come at me with. So if you want to see something new, you have some suggestions, come at me, let me know, we'll incorporate it in and we'll just try to build this podcast into um, something that everyone can enjoy, you know what I mean? I feel like the Weir podcast was very much a cult podcast, you know, but the, the listeners were the listeners and that was that. You know, I feel like this has a, a bit more potential to expand and maybe attract the more uh, general listener rather than the loyal um, week-in, week-out listeners that use our and I appreciate, but, you know, it's trying to get the numbers up, get more bums in seats, get more merch out there, get more content out there. Just trying to evolve, adapt and evolve. That's what it's all about. Um, Luke Gorman has said, when will the first guest come onto the Sly Guy pod, or are there any lined up at the minute? We'd love to see Uncle Mickey or Rory on the, on the podcast. Well, I mean... The weird thing about that is, is the plan was to do guests on the weird podcast, but I've changed, you know, I don't know, I'm I'm open to having guests, definitely, but it needs to be the right one. In terms of uh, doing podcasts with those guys, I've done boy time with both of them, and the recent podcast I did with Woodsy um, actually got massive positive feedback, so much so that we have talked about doing a monthly podcast Together. So, you know, it's something to keep an eye out for as well. Again, that'll have to fit in with our calendars and stuff and, and work. But that's that is the plan at the moment to do a monthly podcast myself and Woodsey. We've got a name sorted, so we just need to figure out the, the sort of the workings of that. Uh, Chloe Zinske has said, in keeping with the launch of the new Sly Guy podcast, what would you say is the most sly act you've witnessed? This may be to you or in passing. Oh, that's a tough one. You know, in fact, one of the slyest things that ever happened to me, um, you probably asked your mum about this, Chloe. Um, that's not like a your mum joke at all. That's just genuinely she might know about this. But whenever I worked with your mother in BQ, um, I played a prank with somebody that I worked with on the returns desk. What it was, very, very boyish prank. I put my hands up to offer a double high five, he put his hands up, I backed him, quick as a fox, boom, right? That's grand. So I did that, thought it was really funny, ha-ha. Uh-huh. Then a security guy comes over and he's like, Dave, I need to speak to you here and show you something, and on no, I don't want to see that, you know, keep that in your pants. He goes, no, it's not that, it's something on the CCTV here, and I went over to him, and he was over at his wee stand, and he had the, the video footage up, and he's like, yeah, um, the boss, Paul, he didn't call him the boss, just said Paul, but I knew he was the boss, but you guys don't, so, you know. He's like, Paul's seen this footage, and um, he wants to have a word with you. And I was like, oh, no. And he goes, yeah, look at this, and he showed me the footage, and to be fair, it was textbook debagging, like, you know, double hands up, he goes for it, shebang, don't wear sweats to B idiot, right? So I debag him, and that's grand, and he was like, yeah, he needs to see you up in his office, and I was just going, oh, no, I'm sacked. I'm seventeen. I need this money to go drinking illegally with my friends. Please, my mum will be so embarrassed that I've been sacked for pulling guys' trousers down and fuck. So I went round up to the office of the boss. Looked through the like wee window in the door and saw him sitting there at his computer and I knocked the door and I went. I was like, "Hi, Paul. Um, you wanted to see me?" And he just turned around and was like, "What?" I went, "Um, yeah, you wanted to see me? And he was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, oh, right, it's just a, a, never mind. And as I just headed back again, there's Antoine, the security guard. Literal tears coming down his face, pissing himself, mugged me off. Made me think I was getting sacked. And he's just sitting there, boarded as we we podium, having the time of his life. That was pretty sly. But... um, Very good banter from him, to be fair, and he absolutely got me. Hook, line, and sinker. Last question of the day is Gareth Owens. He said, evening, nature boy. Woo! Uh, Just wondering what we call ourselves now that we're no longer weirdos or the weird army. Hashtag RIP weirdos. Hashtag highest sly guy. You know, you just call yourselves, you know, I guess there's a variation. Whatever people want, you can call yourselves sly guys. You know, you can call yourselves sly girls. You can call yourselves the foxes, you know. I still haven't figured that out yet You know, we'll work it out We'll see in time what feels right And we'll go with what feels right You know, what 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 is in the hearts I mean, listen Haven't seen a lot of you guys' questions And, and stuff you have sent me messages about You can still definitely be classed as weirdos Because you are, you know But in terms of listeners I'll Have a wee think about that We'll figure it out We'll drop, we'll dip, we'll punch, we'll go, right? we'll do that but guys that's it that's the first episode of the Sly Guy podcast with myself Dave Elliott so hopefully you've enjoyed it you know and hopefully you'll share the podcast and get people going you know let's get a wee bit ahead of, of steam going let's see that in the Instagram stories let's see it on Twitter let's just get it out there and let's hopefully you know this be the start of something beautiful again content wise it's the same you know the podcast is kind of a lot of respect like Caitlyn Jenner you know Bruce is gone absolutely there are a few little things have changed between Bruce and Caitlin, but ultimately, you know, inside is all the same. Same person, same content, just slightly different in delivery, I guess, you know, and a different name, of course. So, again, thanks for listening. Once again, thanks to anybody that's come to see me on the dad tour. Um, it was a real experience for the the good you know in the beginning it was tough it was stressful there were ups or downs trying to sell tickets worrying like why am i even doing this but all that was worthwhile after the show with the limelight so we just want to say everyone thank you for supporting me thank you for supporting the weird podcast hopefully you'll keep supporting the sly guy podcast hopefully you'll come see me do stuff and we can just go onwards and upwards we're family and i love you guys and i'll be back again next week take care bye